Choice Plumbing Services Music Friday. The theme is Kiss. There goodbye. He heads off to meet Gene Simmons in Manhattan. Manhattan? Monday through Wednesday. He's going to be there. It's actually Sunday through Wednesday. Yeah. He's going to be Gene Simmons and Jam on Tuesday. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Mac and Don, is that what you picked? Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, not really. He doesn't know. That's one of the better ones he's ever picked for me. I like it. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Gordon, the golf guy, picked it for you. Okay. Well, I like it a lot. That's a nice song. I like how people pick songs for him on the show. He he gave up a long time ago. (laughs) Because everything he picked was like, first of all, it's out of print. It's been out of print for like a... Well, it's been out of print for like a hundred years. Or it was never recorded. Yeah. And Nick doesn't like to go work that hard to find my song oh, after I send yeah, it in. They're writing lyrics in the sand and taking, you know, I mean. Hieroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs> Hieroglyphics, yeah. I don't read hieroglyphics. <laughs> hey, by the way, we, what? we have to say hello to somebody who joined the oh. uh, Showtime Autoglass Ultra Mega Text List of Deplorables. We met him at the food drive. George De Niro. Well, that's right, George Welcome De Niro. To the Showtime Autoglass Text Line. George wow. De Niro yeah. came up to the, um, the food drive truck, uh, the two men in a truck truck, and He's, I'm glad you didn't say two men in a boat boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's came, coming. He came up to us and and he says, hey, I'm from Long Island too. I listen to you guys every day, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, did anybody ever tell you you look like Robert De Niro? And he's like, all the time. And he goes, in fact, I was in one of his movies. I go, get I that out of here. What a segue. So he was like halfway through. He was a guy with a clip, clipboard in a parking lot. And he watched uh, Robert De Niro drive in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his scene. Uh, 12 seconds. So I thought that was cool. So welcome to the show. Now, Magadon has a MAGA hat to give away, hat number 2247. He has a trivia question. So you can uh, text in your... Uh, trivia answer, the third correct answer on the Showtime Autoglass text line, 843-798-TALK, 798-8255, wins this signed and numbered hat from Magadon. It's a MAGA hat. This should be easy for some of you people out there that are uh, followers of somebody. <laughs> Trump? <laughs> yeah, along, yeah, Tucker maybe. endorsed him, did you see? Okay, Mary Ann McLobe Trump was Donald Trump's mother. Mary she Ann came McLeod. from Scotland. Okay. Yeah. At an early age, she gave Donald Trump something. What was it? Ooh. Now you can add all kinds of stuff. I'm just looking for just. It's an object. It's an object, but there's a mm-hmm. there's a, is it a whole than story. A bread box? There's a big story behind it, but just that one thing is all looking for. Is it bigger than a bread box? Um, not telling you. What? Come on. Why should I take? I want to know. Give me a hint. What's with you and the hint thing? Uh, is it a big? Is it bigger than a bread box? That's all I want to know. It's about the same size. Oh, it's could about be. the same size. Could as the be. Bread box. Could be. Or maybe it's not. But if I got it in the mail, it would take at least a bread box to get it. Maybe. Or maybe not. That's another true story. You could also fit it in the back pocket. Oh, but only partially. Right. You can only fit. Part is this of helping, it. Liz? You see? <laughs> Take a look at her face. You tell me. I, <laughs> I don't think so. Mm, I have to think about this. Yo, know, you have to think about it. All right. I know somebody's going to get this. Text us on the uh, Showtime Autoglass text line, 843-798-TALK-798-8255. What are you doing? What is that? I'm, I'm stalling because you, you're on the other <laughs> side of the room. No, I'm not on the other so side I'm of the room. I'm slowing up. There's all these people. They're I, saying, hey. 798 Have fun and hope you don't get dead and all that good stuff. Thank you. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Merry Christmas. Talk 94.5.
940 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers and Magadon. Is this another kiss dedication? Uh, yeah, this is Lady Pat. She wanted to send this out to me. Her pick, and the song is God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Kind of cool. It's a is good it, song. Is it by Kiss? Yeah. Oh. Actually, it's a cover of an old, old, old song, but they changed the lyrics, updated wow. it. They made it their own. And it's the last song that Eric Carr is on before he died. He oh. was in the video. He had to wear a wig because he was going through chemo. Oh. So, so, yeah, he sings back up. Anyway, good song. It's long. Takes I a while to get the You do? I do. Well, thank you all for your request on the Showtime Autoglass Tuck Line. Do we have a winner of the MAGA hat, MAGA Don? We do, Please. and I'm sending it to Don right now. Lee is the winner. He knew exactly what it was. We Lee had a couple who? of Lee Long. Oh. Yeah. So he knew what the answer that you were looking for. What's the answer, said, MAGA Don? What's transistor the radio, but that wasn't it. Oh. What's the question and the answer? The question is, what did Marie Ann McLobe Trump, Donald Trump's mother, give to Donald Trump when he was like 15, which that wasn't part of it, but we had more, that was very special to her. What was it? A Bible. Really? It was from her aunts from Scotland. The whole town, I guess the whole area was burnt down. Uh-huh. And this one boy named Don Smith survived. And 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 Mary Ann knew about this, and her aunts knew about it. And when she came to the United States in 1930... Uh-huh. It was 35, I think she got married to Fred. But then when, because Trump reminded her, Donald Jr., or Donald actually, reminded her so much of this Donald Smith from Scotland that okay. survived yeah. because of his way he lived and the way he was, just he was a kind of a very Survivor. interesting. Mm-hmm. And so he gave, he she gave him the Bible when he got out of Sunday school one day and he's kept it with him. And he, that was the Bible, one of two Bibles that he had on the inauguration. Really? There was two. One was the Bible that Abraham Lincoln was sworn in on. Oh, wow. And the other one was the Bible from Scotland that his mother gave him at a very early age. Very And there's so much more. And someone knew the answer to that. That's I kind of figured somebody would get the Bible. We actually had a couple of right guesses on it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm serious. I mean, when I looked at. That was the correct number. Yeah. That was, that's, I do a lot of research on this stuff just to find interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. And the whole background. Then probably the next time, maybe not next week, but the week, I'm going to have something more that's even more profound and more interesting. And if nobody hmm. gets it, we'll just, anybody that's got a good guess, we'll give it to them, a hat. Okay. Because this is something that I think everybody should know about. All right. That sounds interesting. But anyway, that's a lot of stuff. And it, it kind of plays into Trump. And this, it, some people think he's the second coming. And, yeah. and a lot of people think we're missing it. But anyway, the whole story is there's so much more between Jesus and Trump than we we see. I mean, there's a tremendous you, amount. The torture, the ridicule, the, the hate. I, I, Trump is going through everything uh-huh. that Jesus went through. You think he's being persecuted? Uh, <laughs> well, you can yeah. any word you want to use, yeah. but anyway. so we'll change that for a minute. I was talking to a, a, a girl on the phone this morning from New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I hired her at the truck stop when she was 17. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know she was 17, but she worked. She's good. She worked at all three of my restaurants. Yeah. Okay. And she, rem- we talked this morning coming in. She says, I'm trying to get more history of what I did. And she remembered 
for, for quite a few years, I was the Baron of Bow Mills yeah. on the radio station, 99.9. And okay. we were talking about it. And she says, now look how far you've gone. <laughs> now you're mega, maga. <laughs> That's <laughs> but funny. But it's, it's, it's so hard to believe. Like, you've done so many things. We've mm-hmm. listened for four and a half years yeah. or more. And it's like, you forget the things you've done. Well, you're so old. Hey, 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 that's all. Nick's job. Please. That's the other side of the curtain. <laughs> you're so old. How could you remember them all? Well, I mean, how long yeah. ago was that? 84. Okay. Actually, it was four score. Four <laughs> and six and a half years. <laughs> so, um, well, that's pretty cool. So what is she doing? She's a, she's a waitress. And, uh-huh. and she, she actually called me this morning. They, she were, I think she worked Olive Garden or one of the restaurants in Concord. And Frank Marcellino was an insurance agent. Used to come into my gristmill all the time. Uh-huh. Good, good friend. I haven't talked to him in 30 years, probably, or 28 yeah. years. So, seven. They were sitting at her bar the other day. She's a bartender at one of the places. And they brought up my name and the gristmill and how I was telling them how the gristmill was going to be. It was just a big wall with stone. Uh-huh. Because it was an old gristmill. Yeah. That, you know, way back in 1947. That's so And I funny. said, this is how it's going to be in that great big wall. This is where the door is going to be. And this is going to be. It was just out in the middle of the woods. I couldn't even. You had a hard time getting there, walking. <laughs> and then it came to be. And she she was telling me this morning how they remembered That's coming there. Funny. And there was no way anybody could have looked ahead and made that pr- Observation: What was going to be? Well, it is National Bartenders Day, so. Well, well, Barb. Cheers to her. Her name's Barb. (laughs) Anyway, she's she's been a good friend for a long time. Wow. She worked at all three of the restaurants. Uh Married my head chef. Yeah. And of course, that didn't. Oh, it didn't pan out. No pun intended. But she still got a beautiful (laughs) daughter from him. Okay. And then he was young. I don't. I think he may be fifty, and he died just like last year. Oh wow. So. Mike shame. Janice, a good friend of mine. He was he he could run my grill, and we would do eleven to twelve hundred dinners on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and he could run that whole station alone. Really? And and just that give me more, exhausting. give me more. Hurt me, hurt me. <laughs> I need another thirty steaks. I've I've got room for another three. <laughs> we come and we watch him. He was a machine, and uh-huh. it was like I never had another guy work for me like him. Wow. Ever. Wow. She's probably going to be listening. She been said she was going to. You know, okay, tune so. in. All right, but it's, Very it's, cool. it's amazing when when I think about and listen to the things you've done, and yeah. uh, so I'm putting a bunch of stuff together that I did way back in the seventy eight. Well, actually, before eighty four, I was just because you're go, you're cleaning at your garage. That's what's I'm, happening. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm. I'm <laughs> you're cleaning out the garage and you're finding all these pictures. And it's, it's some of the things like I used to fly all the time with the Red Baron Steerman Squadron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my mother got to meet them. My biological mother, which I met when I was 48, and she used to come up to New Hampshire and stay with us whenever she could. Mm-hmm. And she got to meet Sonny and Rick and and Bowman and the people that flew because. I ended up being friends with them all. Went to Texas and flew with them. Went to wow. Maine, Massachusetts. Every, anyway, I just would go and had a lot of fun with them. Uh-huh. My mother came up, met them all, and then she went to Kissimmee in '98. I got to know them in '90, 90, '91, '92, and then all the way through '96. I kind of lost track of them because uh-huh. I didn't, you know, whatever. And my mother went to Kissimmee to see them, and they greeted her. Then they went up and flew, and Sunny and and. Uh, um, Rick both got tangled up and killed. 
They crashed right. into each other? They tangled up in the air. One of the maneuvers went wrong because oh. it was like 30 mile an hour gusts of wind. God. And those biplanes are so, you know, they're very light. And Sonny was a very good fly. I mean, I would fly with him. Oh, my God. I was scheduled to fly That's across awful. country with him because they have to go. They could only go a few hundred miles and they have to land again because yeah. the gas tanks weren't that big. And oh if they flew God. up not, upside down too long, the oil would go into the cylinders and they would stall. So you can only do fly inverted for maybe. Jeez. We used to do that all the time. You used to fly inverted? Oh, with them? Oh, yeah, all the you time. You were with them? Oh, yes. Flying inverted? Oh, 50, probably 50 more times. Oh, my God. So they were heading back. They were going to go back to out west. And so, Sonny, would you like to go out? And I said, yeah, it takes us two or three days because they only <laughs> they don't go they only do maybe eighty knots or ninety. And they don't go very fast, uh-huh. and so they can say go from New Hampshire down to the other end of Massachusetts, Connecticut, and then they gotta <laughs> land and fuel up. And so it would take two or three days to go across country. Oh and I was going to go with them, but then they ended up uh, getting yeah. killed. Yeah, wow. So these are all stories I totally forgot That's all about. Crazy. Until I looked through my boxes. <laughs> <laughs> And see pictures. See the beauty of photographs. I love it. It is. It's so much fun to to look back through and and see these people yeah. and meet them. And, and what uh, did you make of um of uh, Tucker Carlson uh, going to vote for Trump? Yeah, I put that on. I put that on my Facebook oh, the other day. Yeah, yesterday or the day before. I'm not said, surprised that he's supporting him. I am. You are o- openly. Hmm. I mean, maybe openly. I, yeah. Openly, I think it, it's a big risk for people to do that openly. I mean, I mean, I love it. I absolutely, you love it. The show loves it. I Mm -hmm. love it. I'd love to see more of it. And so for me, that was surprising that he, and he's still, still talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. um, I wonder how that's going to manifest because like, um, you know, that might limit the amount of interviews he does. Well, know? that's what I mean. There's, a, there's gonna, all kinds there's, of side effects. Yeah, there's a lot of side effects to that, for so sure. So for him to say, and then, he, and then you played something this morning, again, I think was worth, mm-hmm. oh, with Rose, not Rosie, with... Um, Roseanne. Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, again, so he's saying it everywhere. So it's not just a one-time thing. And, right. Uh, so he means it. And I love it. I, I just, we have to have him back or we're done. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that. Some of us know it. Some of us. Oh, the Democrats know that too. That's why they're trying well, so hard to make sure it doesn't happen. And the corrupt Republicans, buddy, they don't mm-hmm. want him back either, because he's going to open up all the books on him. I was looking at Tucker Carlson's uh, Twitter, and it seems like he interviewed uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, that was his latest episode. We didn't have time to get to that this morning, uh-huh. but we'll save it. Yeah, I said, uh, episode 43, you think elected Republicans in Washington are craven frauds who'd sell your children for a steak dinner at the French Laundry? Actually, says Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's worse than that. Well, so. if, if we don't get this right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're in trouble. I think, yeah, and it's so sad. I mean, I talk to my son every now and then because they live in Connecticut. And so I have to be very careful. Because mm-hmm. he and his wife both are in jobs where they don't, you know, really can't say much. And so, but I keep reminding him, you live in a blue state, son. You know, what, how, what do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. You know, your state of Connecticut is, is corrupt. They call it the uh, corrupt Massachusetts and Massachusetts and Connecticut. They're all the same. New York. Mm-hmm. Do you realize what you're saying? No. No, no, seriously. Think about it for a minute. 
what you're saying now is that we cannot openly support who we think would be great president or support any America first type pers- you know, policies without being called what? A terrorist. The media has set this up. The yep. Democrats have set this up. And now it's the norm. If you live in an area that is not openly Trump, whatever, you have to be quiet. Yeah. Since when? Yeah. Is this America? Well, the biggest surprise I've ever gotten in my life is when in 19, in uh, 2015, when I decided Trump wore his white hat to begin with in July. And then in August, he put on a red hat. And that red hat got to me. Now, at that time, it was just M-A-G-A. Mm-hmm. And then I decided right here, and Chris Cox, of course, did Bikers for Trump. Both of those national movements started right here in Myrtle Beach or mm-hmm. in South Carolina. And I said, well, I want to do something with red hats. And just f- to identify Trump, to give... Give him some signature. So mega and red, and that's how we came mm-hmm. came about. About a year and a half afterward, when so many people were wearing red hats everywhere, I felt so proud of myself for giving, doing something that just was easy to do. Mm-hmm. And then the hat became racist. Yes, it was a trigger. And and and, yeah. and so I said, I had no idea that well, something so on. It was, so a, it was a trigger when you gave it to me in Charleston. And I was walking, uh, it, you know, I was at Patriot's yeah. Point and someone walked by and said, I'm going to just bite my tongue. And well, I was like, yeah, but the manager at the hotel, <laughs> so. remember the manager of the hotel? Yeah, she wanted it. She came right out. We got yeah. in the in the golf cart. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, yeah. did anybody know at that point when we first started that that was going to trigger everybody? A red hat for? Well, it was definitely triggering. Yeah, people. but how did I mean, I was number four, 500, so. I know. It had been going on for a while, but, yeah, um, no, you know, I mean, the red hat has always been, it's always been iconic. It, it's, I don't know why, but it was always like the red trucker hat. And he, and honestly, he was wearing it because honestly, the wind was blowing on the tarmac. But that was and the white hat. Yes. But every time he got off the plane, he had to wear a hat no. because of his hair. Right. <laughs> because and, he didn't want his comb over to fly and, and over, I read, and that was in uh, Laredo, Texas. And it had to be, it had to be a trucker hat because he had to be able to make it big. Well, and he liked wearing sit. those kind of hats on mm-hmm. the golf course. Yeah, because they was, don't. That was not the other hot. thing. But to take something and start a movement, mm-hmm. and then I remember after almost a year, I was getting pretty discouraged because I didn't see any red hats. I watched every single place he went. Yeah. And it wasn't until North Carolina. And now he throws them out into the audience. But in North Carolina, <laughs> in September, yeah. uh-huh. October of fifth of 16, yeah. is when I first started seeing the hats. Ah. So it took almost a year for that to get out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people love wearing Trump garb. They oh, really I wear, do. I'm trying to get a pair of the nice fancy shoes now. Oh, gosh. Sneakers. Oh, <laughs> all over Trump. Uh, all right, Magadon, have a great weekend. Okay. Nikki, have a great trip to NYC. Did you want me to call in? Yeah. Before I go into the studio on Tuesday? Saying, hey, I'm 20 minutes away or whatever. Just shoot me sometimes. Give I'll, me a heads up. I'll so text you. For the phone. Yeah, I'll text you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Have a good time up I there. I always call in when I'm on vacation. I think, well, it's your show. I'm just like the secondary role in the oh, show. No, you're I not. I didn't think you wanted me to ever call uh, in. That's why I just leave you alone. Hey, how was your breakfast this morning? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Don. I had no idea that you helped the Wright brothers discover the flight. <laughs> Whatever that story was. Have a great weekend. See you at the rainy North Myrtle Beach Parade. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers.